Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or just so happen to find this recording, and welcome to the Marvel Men Podcast, a show where a bunch of us nerds talk all things related to the MCU 24-7-365. I'm Tommy DeVito, joined by my host, Alex DiCarlo. What's up, what's up? And Zach Benicello. What is up? Yeah, so today we're going to be doing our spoiler review for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And yep, it, it just dropped on Disney Plus today. So if you guys have not watched it yet, um, what are you doing? Go watch the go watch that episode on Disney Plus, then come back to this recording. But first, we got some news to get into first before we get into this festive madness. So um, uh, I don't know what went down the other day. I weren't there like certain things that happened over in Brazil? You know. You know, something that Marvel Studios was supposed to promote or something like that. I don't know. The, oh, yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer just dropped. It did. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it did. We got our first look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I can already tell this is going to be quite interesting. Oh, yeah. Because we, we got our first look at Adam Warlock. We got our first look at the High Evolutionary. And we and got our got... first look at Lila the Otter joining the MCU. And yeah. if, th if this rumor is to be believed, Lady Gaga may be voicing her in the upcoming installment. And that would be insane. And, if, and in my head, I think it just makes a lot of sense because she and Bradley Cooper worked together on a movie a certain movie called, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, A Star Born. is Born. Yes, I remember that movie. And I remember they even said they were working on another project afterwards, but they couldn't say what it was. So that's what's leading people to believe that it's Guardians 3. Which, yeah. Okay. I mean, until we see like official confirmation from James Gunn, Kevin Feige, or anybody else involved, or Lady Gaga herself, then. Then, then take it with a grain of salt. So as of right now, it's not confirmed, but it's just a rumor. Oh, now, yeah. But, but now, actually, before we hop into that, we also have another trailer to discuss. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Holy shit. That was, that was insane. Yes, we had so many trailers, so many trailers, so much to talk about when it comes to Phase 5. But right now... We're here to get on some on some festive funness. Oh, that's right. I believe we're about to jump into some holiday fun with our ragtag team of uh, space misfits. Yes, yes, we are. So we pick up right after Thor Love and Thunder. Well, not directly after. We pick up after Thor Love and Thunder. Some time has passed. And we got some couple of things just right in the open. Like, oh, yeah. So they apparently own nowhere the head of the dead celestial that they bought from the collector. They well, are the owners of it. But wait a second. Here's the big problem about about Tanlier Tavan, otherwise known as the Collector, Benicio del Toro's character. Uh, only problem is he still alive after the events of Avengers: Infinity War. I would say, I would say yes, because Nebula said they bought nowhere from the Collector, and they didn't have nowhere in Infinity War. They didn't mention it. Like I feel like that would have been something that they would have said. Like, like when Thor said, oh, said, oh, Thanos should be going to nowhere. I feel like they would have said, yeah, oh, we actually own nowhere. So I, so I feel like it was a recent thing after 
the Infinity War and Endgame. But yeah, basically, they're the owners of it. And we also get immediate think, from a conversation between Mantis and Drax that Mantis Ooh. is the daughter of Ego, the living planet, who is also the father of Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. Meaning that Star-Lord and Mantis are brother and sister. <gasps> what a tweet! I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm getting Star Wars vibes around here. Is anyone else yeah. getting Star Wars vibes, or is it just me? Definitely giving some return of the Jedi. much return of the Jedi. Yes, it was. Well, thinking, it's actually. Yeah, it's giving me Return of the Jedi vibes right over here. Yeah, I did have a theory actually about like a week or two before the special dropped in Disney Plus that maybe Star Lord could have more siblings in the universe because we know ego had a lot of kids and we know to hope they had the celestial gene but then yeah you know, he found out that quill well then yondu like broke didn't bring quill to ego and he started just looking for quill because i was supposed to be like like yo like yo where's my son at and then eventually he figured out where he was when he heard when after the event of guardians won when he held the power stone and that's when he shifted gears. So could there be more children he was he was gonna go get if Quill didn't have the celestial gene? So could he have hmm. more siblings? So that answer was confirmed. Yes, he, we know he has at least one in the form of Mantis. What a what a shocking twist right there. And and I will admit, I will admit this when I say that the twist that that Mantis being Star Lord's uh, sister, well, although technically, although is it technically like half sister since both Mantis yes. and Star Lord have different mothers? Yes, it's different because if they had the same mother, then people wonder why Mantis has antennas coming out of her head. So yeah, it, they're, they're technically half siblings, but they're still siblings. I mean, same father. Makes sense if you ask me, and and yeah. and and I'm gonna lie though. I would imagine how Kurt Russell would react to, to all that in the special. Because because for, yeah. the, for, for those who don't know, Kurt Russell is the one who portrayed Ego in the MCU. And uh, I will say his performance was uh, was something to see. I agree. So if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I do recommend checking it out. It is a, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, but I will say, uh, as soon as as soon as Peter was like still re- reeling over the loss of Gamora after uh, after a certain Mad Titan uh, threw her off the edge of a cliff. Uh, hi, Avengers: Infinity War. How you doing? And then a certain time heist brought her back, but a different version of her that has no memory of him back, thanks to a certain group to a certain group of Earth's mightiest heroes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I think we all know where this is going. Yep. Yeah. So Gamora is back, as we saw in the Guardians 3 trailer. Gamora is back, but not in the but it's not the Gamora we saw throughout the movies, the new Gamora. So well, well, no. but hold on. Before we get further into this, if the Gamora we know now is from an alternate timeline from and given I think. And given that we just saw a certain movie a few months back that dealt with uh, with timelines like this, boys, are you thinking what I'm thinking right now? Multiverse. I mean, 
No, it's not just the multiverse. Could this lead to an incursion? Possibly. I mean, there's a lot of things that could cause an incursion on Earth 616 right now. I mean, there's the symbiote that was left behind by Tom Hardy's Venom in the post-credits scene of Spider-Man No Way Home. There's the piece of the Cloak of Levitation that was repaired that um, the Earth 838 pristine repaired by putting a patch of the other of Earth of Supreme Strange or the Earth 838 Doctor Strange onto his cloak to help fix it. So that's there too. And now we also also Gamora. So mm-hmm. it could cause an it could cause an incursion. But I mean I mean I think maybe they're gonna get away with it because um it was before Sylvie killed so right now also spoilers for Loki if you haven't seen it. But, yeah. but when Loki killed the He Who Remains variant of Kang, the multiverse had been split open, and Ravana did say that the Avengers going back in time was supposed to happen. The only thing that was about that event, about the time travel heist, that wasn't supposed to happen was um, was Loki grabbing the Tesseract and escaping. Oh, and another thing, spoiler alert for those who have not seen WandaVision, uh, and also spoilers for the Loki season finale. Uh, if you if you pair up uh, the Loki season one finale with the season finale of WandaVision. Oh, I know where you're going with this. With Wanda becoming Scarlet Witch and Kang realizing this, well, as he who remains, he says, we have, we have just crossed the threshold. Yes, yeah, so if you play them both at the exact same time, the exact timestamp, in the WandaVision finale, when Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch fully, like, gets, like, her suit and everything, that's the exact moment in the Loki finale, and the exact same timestamp where, where then Kang looked outside, out of his window, was like, like, oh, we've entered uncharted territory now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is one of what... We're getting off the rails here. We're getting off the rails so, here. We, we, we really are. Okay, yes, we gotta get... Yeah, back on the rails, boys. Back on the rails. Discussion for another video. We gotta maintain our train of thought. Yes, yeah, we do. Back on the back on the holiday special, though. Yes, so it's Christmas time. They own nowhere. Mantis is Star Lord's half sister. Star Lord's pretty sad that it's not that Gamora. That that they they don't know where the Gamora variant is. So Mantis, being her brother, not not her brother. I'm sorry, being his sister, wants to do something nice for him. And Craglin. Who's also played so basically? If those of you don't know who Craglin is, he's uh, Sean Dunn, the Dunn, the guy who now has uh, Yondu's sin, who's controlling the whistle. That's who Craglin is. For those of you who don't know who that is, so Makes Craglin sense. tells the Guardians a story about when Ken, when Quill was a child, about when they tried to celebrate Christmas, and then Yondu sort of like ruined it for them. So Mantis wanted to give them like a good Christmas. Which, speaking of which, that flashback is all. It was animated. Like, I wonder yeah, why. Yeah, I was like, why is this animated? Like, it's like, like one thing I would get if they couldn't get Michael Rooker to come back to to play Yondu, but he voiced Yondu in the flashback, so he was available for the special. So, so well, so well, my, my guess is either one of two things either happened is either a Michael Rooker was able to come back, but only for voicing, and he couldn't physically be on set like scheduling conflicts and he couldn't be on set to film any flashback scenes so they had to make it animated and he was willing to because you can record voice lines from home you can just like record it on mm-hmm. your phone and like email it to them i mean like and then they can like edit the quality later but it's like 
like voice lines can be done within like a day. Like I maybe was like you probably couldn't be there, or simply they just felt like doing animation for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, makes that sense. Weird. Yeah, where they tried to celebrate Christmas and Yandu like, but I guess like threw the tree out and stuff. So, so Drax and Mantis were like, like they want to give Quill a good Christmas. So then Drax brings up they think of the perfect gift to give Peter Quill, and that being the one hero he's talked about who saved the town just by dancing that he's mentioned for years. The one and only Kevin Bacon. Who could have who could have foreseen this? I think absolutely everybody because like to be the best as he talks about Kevin Bacon. And yes, Kevin Bacon is in the holiday special and he plays himself. It's Kevin Bacon Well, a fictionalized version of himself. Yeah, kinda like how Megan Thee Stallion was a fictionalized version of herself in She Hulk Attorney at Law. So it's basically like that. Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Isn't. So Drax and Mantis, they travel to Earth to go get Kevin Bacon. And um, by get Kevin Bacon, uh, I think we all know where this is going. Kidnapping. Yeah. But oh, yep. Yeah. So then they go to Earth. And first of all, one of the first mistakes they make is Drax forgets to turn on the cloaking device so everybody can see their ship pulling in. And then when they get out, they start walking around and they see like a bunch of cosplayers in LA. And so, of course, they, people think they're cosplayers, too. They don't think that... Cause I don't even think the world even knows the Guardians of the Galaxy exists. Hmm. I mean, I mean, like, you said, they wouldn't recognize. Like, because, like, the Endgame battle, we don't, all we know is that, like, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, talks in a podcast about the final battle. But, like, we don't... I guess the world doesn't know the Guardians exist. Like, I don't know. Like, they weren't recognized. Anyways. Yeah, anyways, one, moving on. Mantis just being hilarious. Mantis was hilarious, and it's like her just like exploring her reactions to everything. And she sees someone dressed as Captain America, which is like Steve, and she tries to like hug and tackle him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my god, that would have been a missed opportunity to have Chris Evans back. <laughs> I don't know, no, but but I mean, like he, I mean, Chris Evans, I mean, it's a whole other thing with that cat, but yeah, I think that was hilarious. And then, like, so, like oh. we're going around. Like, like, like people are paying them because they think it's like, oh, there's like the type of people that dress up and people pay them to do stuff. Like they're taking pictures. They get a little bad. They get drunk. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah. Yeah, and they're still looking for Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so then, then eventually they're both completely wasted on the side of a street. And then oh. somebody gets, and then somebody can be, and then the rest can. Have you seen the hero Kevin Bacon? <laughs> that that I think. Mean, the somebody who works at like a kiosk, I guess, hands them Mantis like a pamphlet. So like, oh yeah, forty bucks. Looks like a pamphlet of celebrity houses, which weird that celebrities agreed to have their home addresses put in pamphlets for people to buy. And Mantis wait. finally uses it. Wait, wait, wait. Who in the right mind would do such a thing like that? Well, we know by the map, Kevin Bacon did it. John Cena did it because we see John Cena's face and a voice and two other ones who I didn't see. Oh, well, also, just one thing, a quick little bit Easter egg I want to bring in. Um, like the, there was like a banner on one of the buildings that Drax and Mantis were in front of. It says, A Kingo Christmas. And it showed like a picture of, of Kingo from Eternal. Oh, like, Kumail Nanjiani, yeah. 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 So, I mean, was that the only thing Kumail had to film for, for, that, for that scene? Because if, if, that, like if that's what it was, then... My guess is maybe they had... My guess is maybe they Kevin Feige asked him because remember there was a bunch of posters in Eternals of Kingo. Maybe that was just one of the posters they made, and it's like that 
then he didn't make it into it that they were saving for this. So I don't know, but either way, we got a nice ah. Eternals. We got a nice Eternals Easter egg. I'm actually can't wait to see the Eternals interact with the Guardians. That's going to be a fun interaction, especially Arrow. Oh God! Especially Arrow and Gamora. Anyway, so they go to Kevin Bacon's house. Like Drax is distracted by Kevin Bacon's blow up elf, which he takes because he wants. And Bass is distracted by one of his candy canes. She takes. <laughs> And of course, they try to take Kevin Bacon against his will to them. Yeah, which, which leads to one of the best chases I have ever watched in my entire life. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you guys think of that chase, but I thought it was fu- I thought it was so funny. <laughs> oh, I thought it was hilarious. Just like, just like come on, do you want to, you want to get Peter a good Christmas or do you want the, want the little man? I kind of want the little man, I'm going to be honest. And then, like, eventually leads to the whole stand-up with the police. They try to shoot Drax. And <gasps> it doesn't even do anything. Because, I guess, because his species probably has a thick skin. And he says to him, it just tickles. Like, oh, my God, it tickles, it tickles. Oh, my God, I can't take anymore. It tickles. And eventually, they, like, flip some cars over to get to Kevin Bacon. Eventually, then, Mantis gives one of the cars that was flipped over the candy cane. Just trying to be nice. And then eventually she hypnotizes Kevin Bacon to come with them, which with her powers. And I'm like, why didn't you do that in the first place? But okay. But anyway, we wouldn't have a funny movie. And then, then then we get to a scene with Kevin Bacon, a hypnotized Kevin Bacon on the ship with Mantis and Drax. And they're asking him about the stuff Star has told him from the 80s about his movies, you know, like Footloose, the Friday the 13th movie he was in. Oh, that's right. They're talking about it, and he's like, "Well," and Kevin's like, "Well, no, that's not me. That was just a character I played." Movie. I said, "I guess they get. I guess so." I never explained to them what a show and acting was. Because like, wait, him in it? He is just an actor. No wonder Spider-Man was right during the events of Avengers: Infinity War when uh when Quill was like, "Is Footloose is 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 Footloose still the greatest movie of all time?" Never was. Yeah, I I don't know what to say about that. Uh, Zach, what yeah. say you? What a twist. I know. <laughs> I know Kevin Bacon was an actor and not pretty much a character. Actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess technically, though, I'm going to talk about Kevin Bacon though, being in... I was saying, on Earth 616, Kevin Bacon is Kevin Bacon. So I guess pretty, that means that he can't be in Earth 616 version of the character he played in the X-Men first class. Hmm. I mean, because like now he's himself. I'm like, wait, you look like Kevin Bacon. Well, to be fair, though, I mean the X the X Men films do take place in a different universe. So no, no, but if, but I mean, if they ever wanted to use that character, that Shaw character again, whose name I can't remember. From first class. Remember. Thank from first you. Class. Yes, yeah, from first class. Yes, if they ever wanted to use him again, the Kevin Mr. Bacon played him. If they ever wanted to use him again, then it would have to be a variant. It can't be the six one six version of that of that character. Anyway, back to the holiday special. Yeah, anyway, back to our back to our regularly scheduled program. Of the festive funness. So yep. they get back to nowhere. And of course, so then they have and of course then for Star, they have like a whole surprise. They have like a band playing, they have lights everywhere. And then and then of course they bring out the present. So I was like, wait, what's going on? Is Kevin Bacon is now in a crate? And then he's and then when he sees Kevin Bacon, he loses his mind and not in a good way. He's like, You kidnapped Kevin Bacon? Like you kidnapped him against his will. What the fuck? Right, and then he he basically catches on pretty quickly about what Kevin Bacon is saying that Mantis used her powers, and it was like, oh, 
Chattanooga, when they snapped, Mantis snapped him out of it. He was like, oh my God. He was like, what the hell? Where am I? And Stallard offered to send him home and stuff. So then, of course, Kevin Bacon, when he was supposed to be taken home, I think it was Craglin, right? Who was talking with him? Yeah, but actually, but actually, Kevin Bacon did get the chance to perform uh, one of his yes. songs with the uh, with the Space Band because because uh, for those who don't know, uh, yeah, because actually, for those who don't know, uh, Kevin Bacon is uh, is also a musician. Yeah, but, but before we get to that, uh, Star Lord, not Star Lord, Craglin tells was telling Kevin Bacon about like Star Lord and everything about how much he loved him and stuff, and like how. They just wanted to give him a good Christmas. Then Kevin Bacon comes around like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll be a little late. Which somehow he got cell service on the ship in space. And the crowd said, oh, they had like an antenna or they had like a router or something. Yeah. So, so then he agrees. They play some music. And then we see some, some fun, odd gift exchanges. Which I think the most notable one for me has to be the gift Nebula gives to Rocket, which is Bucky's arm. Yeah. Remember so in Baby War? Man Yes, I do. Like, hey, how much for the arm? Or how much for the gun? Not to tell. Okay, how much for the arm? Oh, I'm getting that arm. <laughs> she went to her and took his arm. Get that arm. The Bucky's running around without an arm, missing his metal arm now. Although, actually, does Buck? I, I think I think Bucky gets a new arm. Like, say, like somewhere come. Uh... Come 2024, yeah, Thunderbolts, yeah. Oh, but if possible, do you think he might just show up in Captain America New World Order? Because if it's a Captain America movie, it's possible that Bucky could come back. Uh-huh. I think he, I think he'll at least cameo. Maybe it'll be like the Guardians were in Thor, Love, and Thunder World. He'll be there, and then maybe we'll get like a tease of, or something like Hulk and She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Like he'll be there at the beginning, and then he'll leave midway through. Or probably, uh, I mean, he could appear like somewhere in the beginning and then somewhere in the post credit scene, you know. But anyways, back back on the rails. So we get a, we get a musical celebration from Kevin Bacon. Um, and I will say, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. See. It was actually the first MCU project to not have a villain. Ooh. Yes. How interesting. Yes, and you know what? It didn't really need one. It was it, it was a fun holiday thing. Like they said, it was gonna leave. Oh, and then also just at the end, Kevin Bacon goes home. They do the gift exchanges. Like like Quill gives gives like Groot like a Game Boy. We probably also they mentioned Groot real quick. He's now like fully grown. Oh yeah, I will say uh, Groot is I'm, Groot looks actually different from the last time we saw him. So well, apparently, well James Gunn said that it's not the same Groot. It's like it's like father and son sort of. But then at the yep. end, Matt then tells Quill that well, he's then talking to Quill about like wanting to give him a good Christmas about the story Craglin told. Then Quill says, "Well, not yeah, Craglin doesn't know the whole story because then we go back to the animation flashback, and then Yandu sees what Quill got for him that young what a young Peter Quill gave him for Christmas, and then he gives him his gun, his two pistols." That we see him use, so they were a Christmas gift from Yondu. Hmm. Star Lord's iconic pistols, so yes. And then Mantis then tells Star Lord that Ego is her father too, and they hug. The special and and, uh, and, then post, and then we get a post-credit scene of Rocket 
decorating Groot like a Christmas tree and they fall down or Rocket and Cosmo <laughs> or Rocket and Cosmo oh, yeah. and like, oh man now we gotta do another special and then it ends <laughs> you know that that post credit scene was was, was funny. so I mean, funny I mean I'd say the things the noteworthy things to take away from the special if for whatever reason you don't want to watch it if for whatever reason like you just want to skip it like what for whatever reason is whether like whether you don't celebrate Christmas and you just, or you just don't like Christmas themed themed entertainment like like whatever reason or if you just don't feel the need to watch it if you're just like binging the whole MCU the noteworthy things to take away from this is that Star Lord and Mantis are siblings and the Guardians of the Galaxy are the official owners of nowhere the head of the dead celestial oh right okay so, yeah, so uh, why don't we give our final thoughts shall we yes yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I, I like. I was gonna say, Zach, start us off. Oh yeah, I've enjoyed Zach, it too. I give it nine out of ten. Tommy, what say you? I I enjoyed it too. It was it's a nine out of ten. It's a nine out of ten for me. It was funny. It was humor. Yeah, you know, some nice heartwarming moments. It, it it was good. It was just especially coming after such an emotional movie of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. This is was like a fun. This was like a fun. Yeah. To see. Like it's not too long. It's only like forty five minutes. It's a special presentation. It's not a full-length movie or a show, but it's 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 fun. It's a fun thing to watch. I would recommend it. Yeah, I agree too. Uh, I give it a nine out of ten because because um, after the, I'd say this is a great epilogue to Phase Four of the MCU, especially considering yeah. that that Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was like the actual end. The holiday special was just uh, the cherry on top. So yeah, it was kind of like kind of like what Spider-Man: Far From Home was to the. I guess to both the Infinity Saga and Phase Three, it was sort of like an epilogue slash bridge to what's coming next. So, yeah, Guardians Three is what's coming. Is what they can actually film this and Guardians Three at the same time. How interesting! Yes, that's also part of why it took so long to get like a teaser. Because remember, so many like remember even a Comic Con they didn't even mention this. I'm like, where is it? And then like October this. After Werewolf by Night came out, they're like, oh, yeah, Guardian Special's coming out today after Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, who would have thunk? But, but, now that, but now that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the next one for the Guardians and the potential final one for the original team, who it knows how this is going thing. to end? Yeah, my predictions for that movie, which we're going to get into this into like our Phase 5 prediction episode, but my quick thing is I think that probably there's going to be at least one death. I think Rocket or Drac or potentially both are going to die or will go off with, with like their respected mates. Because I think, I'd have to double check this, but I think James Gunn said somewhere that for Guardians 3, Star-Lord, Groot, and I think Mantis are safe. But I don't know. Anyway, anyway, thank you for joining us today. Zach, you want to take us out? Yep. I'll... After this episode is over... Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. And well, we're in the, well, we're trying to get in the midst of that. So yeah, yeah, as of right now, we only have an Instagram page and we're on Spotify. I know last episode we mentioned Apple Podcasts. We we're having some difficulties getting it on Apple Podcasts, but we are it is on Spotify. So go listen to us on Spotify. Zach, really honest. Uh huh. And as soon as we get the Apple Podcast up and running, we'll let you know. So then, 
Until the next time we see you guys, we are the Marvel Men. Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side.